Hi, and welcome back to the CL Podcast. I'm your host, C to the L. Let's jump right into it. Um, man, I feel like it's been ages, but it hasn't. It's just been a week. Um, it's just been a long week, I guess. Uh, add to that the weather we're having, and, you know, it's been a little rainy. It's been It's been cloudy, although we had some sun yesterday, but it's been warm. Whew, fantastic. I love I love that. Okay, so yeah, this last week I just released um, one article um, because the breaking it up into two parts, um, you know, is fine, but it's also not like preferable in terms of having a single product possibly. That said, breaking it up into two parts does give me more um, people coming to my page. Um, or like, you know, more instances of people coming to my page. So I don't know if I'll keep doing that or not. I'm just playing around with format a little bit. Format's, uh, interesting to me. So that's great. As you can see, we're in the wide angle lens today because that's how I like to roll. I'm sure it looks goofy. My hand looks super big while my head does not. Although that's pretty normal for me. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm drinking some... McDonald's, just a, I don't, McDonald's doesn't sponsor me. I don't want them to sponsor me. They're trash food, um, and they celebrate trash culture, but their coffee's good, and it's the best place I can get cheap iced coffee, so cheers to that, right? Um, okay, yeah, today the article is called Organizing My Life and Brand, which incidentally has been super difficult for me. Uh, subtitle is It's Okay to Stumble Around, and I... Huh, didn't capitalize. Okay, that's going to bug me. <laughs> anyway, okay. Hey, all. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. I'm I'm for sure excited for a new week. Uh, this week, I wasn't sure how to start, but I think that sitting down and just writing is the right approach. I also said I'd be discussing my goals going forward. So let's jump in. Um, yeah. The... Uh, well, never mind. Here we go. Oh, by the way, squeaky chair's back this week. Listen to that. It's kind of annoying, right? But that's okay. That's okay. It's it's a comfortable chair, and it has served me well. So up to now, I've been really inconsistent. I know that my goals have hovered in the same general area, but since I keep, I keep changing due to experimentation, uh, which isn't a bad thing, it, it's become kind of unclear why I am doing this newsletter slash podcast at all. Uh, from what I understand, that's not a bad thing. In fact, I've heard from plenty of folks that this is exactly the way to find my niche slash passion slash whatever, you know, stumbling around being a little disorganized in the beginning is how everyone does it. So while I feel a little bit self-conscious about that, I feel like I'm on the right track possibly. Um, so yeah, um, let me, let me do this. Let me, there we go. Uh, up t- yeah, so additionally, I'm proud of myself for sticking to a weekly newsletter schedule for months now. Um, yeah, I've been consistent about uploading newsletters and podcasts. I've not been so consistent about social media, and I'd like to work on that. Um, in recent weeks, I've considered taking a week off or something like that, and I mentioned that last week, but I never have, and I think that's a big deal. And at least it's a big deal for me, like... I'm not known for sticking with things. Um, I have an entire EP I never released. But um, I think I've been doing well on this, and that that feels good, I guess. All right, first heading, manhood. 
So today I want to revise and reconnect with my purpose. Lately I've been thinking a lot about manhood and how to become a man. Um, I certainly have a lot, lot of, lot of, uh, a long way to go. Uh, my father was emotionally unavailable and all around super disconnected, especially to, to his kids, you know. He was also abusive and unfaithful. Um, on top of that, I suffered sexual abuse as a child from another male family member. Suffice it to say, I didn't have proper role models, and this past left scars that, at times, I've not been sure I could heal from. But resources like therapy and accountability have shown me it's possible. More than any of that, my encounters with God through my journey into the Catholic Church has been the most healing of all. So just as a side note, I feel super weird talking about this stuff, being my past, my traumas, my, uh, you know, abuse and all that stuff. It's it's scary to talk about. Um, and this isn't the kind of thing that people tend towards sharing. Um, so I don't want to victimize myself. That's not why I'm talking about this. And I'm not trying to bring down the joy and positivity of what life can be. But I do want to pursue and learn about true manhood. And that's why I do bring it up. And I think that there, there are a lot of people out there with similar stories. So sharing my journey and hopefully my growth, uh, might help someone else, you know, who has the same struggles. So yeah, um, yeah, I you know, everybody wants to have the biggest trauma nowadays for for points, you know what I mean? Um but if you've actually gone through stuff like that, it's not something you want to talk about. So I don't so yeah, so all that to say I don't want to victimize myself. That's not why I'm talking about it, but I want to start focusing on manhood, trying to figure out what it means to be a man. Um so what is a man from the point of view of Christ or from his church or Western tradition or nature? They all tie together so beautifully. Uh, where has manhood gone astray in the modern era? I think we can all start to guess. Um, this is definitely something I want to learn going forward. Now, that being said, I'm perfectly aware how many times my goals, quote unquote, have changed around and um, how many times... Um, going forward, they might still change, okay? Perhaps the answer isn't to add the weight of permanence to the goal statement. Perhaps I shouldn't say, guys, this is now a podcast about manhood. You know what I mean? Um, but instead, I should probably just learn, um, explore the subjects as they come. So, like, for a while, I'm going to focus on this. And I would like to make – I would like to have a goal – um, you know, but I've, I've been switching around so much, not knowing what I want to do, um, trying to gain a footing on the subjects of this podcast that the goals are kind of like whoosh, blowing in the wind. Pardon me. So, um, yeah, I just, I'm going to explore the subjects as they come. I did. I, I just want to put that out there. Oh geez. I'm sorry. That is my alarm to vacuum, which I'll do after I'm done recording. Um, yeah, I keep forgetting to vacuum. And that's my chore. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Um, for every heading, for every section in the um, article, I give resources or I talk about resources. Um, so here's the resources for the manhood section. I also want to go into more detail about the journey I'm on in terms of education and learning. For manhood, any number of things could apply. Any of the books I mentioned today could help me on my journey. <laughs> and actually, hold on. Look at this. Okay, here are, well, except for this one. I haven't started that one yet. Here are 
the books I'm reading. Well, I've gone through them before. These little pamphlets are actually uh, a short history of the Roman Mass and then the Catechism of Mental Prayer. So um, I haven't started those yet either. Actually, I started Roman Mass one. And actually, I've started both of them, but I haven't finished either. So anyway, these are the books I'm reading right now. And you could really – I haven't opened this one lately, which is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Um I was going through the, the um, Catechism in a Year plan with Father Mike Schmitz, but, um, you know, when you when you fall a few days behind, you're like, uh, you, you lose all motivation because the point is to do it in a year, right? So um, I, I might just find a local, and I actually know of one, I might just connect with a local catechism class and do it that way um, because I do feel like it's important to know. Okay, so The Martian, this is the novel I'm reading right now. I think I mention it in here later. In fact, let me just stop. Let me stop. Um, I'll go back to the uh, – because it's it's more organized. I don't know if you can see it there. <laughs> it's more organized in the actual newsletter. So um, any of the books I mentioned today could help me on my manhood journey. However, I think it's a reasonable – excuse me. However, I think that a reasonable guess would lead me to the personal and spiritual side of the journey. So on that front, I am reading the book The Dating Blueprint by Jason Everts, which is right here. Whoops. Uh, yep. Um, I'm, I'm reading this. Um, I, I heard about it on Matt Frad's show and was immediately interested because, because of my past, the romantic side to life has remained fairly foreign to me, but I, I, I dream about having a family and I dream about having a farm. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm ready to start figuring this out. Um, yeah. So I just ask for patience and grace when I'm talking about these harder sides of um, <clears throat> my human experience. So, yeah, uh, good book. It's helping me, um, you know, learn learn man, manhood and stuff like that in the right way. When 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 a lot of people talk about manhood, they talk about lifting weights, which I'm, I support and I want to do as soon as I get the okay from my doctor, back injury, yada, yada. Um, but like it becomes very like shallow when people talk about manhood like they want to they want to they want to sit around a campfire smoking cigars and talking about whiskey which again I'm super in favor of but there's something deeper to manhood there's something deeper um to life it's like you want to tackle the world's problems you know intellectually and you want to tackle your own life of course um so like Manhood is more than talking about sports, you know? Don't be vapidly empty of any meaning, okay? Don't spend all your time talking about sports or, even worse, fandoms like Star Wars and Marvel and stuff like that. Well, um, they're, they're good in their place, okay? But that's not manhood. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, um, I will be posting and discussing stuff I learned from these books. Um, and let me... Um, give a few more examples that I didn't give in the newsletter. So I am reading the dating blueprint, but I'm also on the spiritual side of things in the middle. Well, still near the beginning of St. Augustine's confessions. Good book, good book. And then a Philothea or an introduction to the devout life. Fantastic book. Um, still closest to the beginning on that one too. So I have this bad habit of starting a ton of books and then read and then progressing through them very, very slowly. Um, and so I'm trying to get better at that. And the way I'm trying to get better at that is by focusing just on a few books right now. So I'm just focusing on the date, dating blueprint over confessions or, uh, introduction to the devout life. 
Um, and then once I finish that one, because it's uh, Dating Blueprint is super short compared to some of the books I'm reading. Um, so um, it shouldn't take too long. I thought I could get slammed through it in a week, but this week has, um, you know, been disorganized and I haven't sat down every day to read. So anyway, back to the point. Um, I will be posting and discussing stuff I learned from the books for sure. One highlight that's hit me since starting uh, the Dating Blueprint specifically is this um, from the very first page. And here's a direct quote. In 1942, my grandfather graduated high school and enlisted in the Army the next day. At the same age that I was playing Ultimate Frisbee in college, he was flying into thunderstorms at night in World War II to dodge fighter aircraft. That hit me hard. I'm like, yeah, I have a long way to go. I'm, you know, I'm we're a, we're definitely a soft generation you know that phrase hard times make strong men strong men make good times good times make weak men weak men and i said hard times but it's weak men make uh bad times so we're definitely going from weak men to bad times um and um i mean as society on a whole and i'm a weak man and i want to change that you know um so yeah goal one of newsletter right now is manhood. And I should probably have said topic one or focus one instead of goal one. I'm kind of sick of the word goal, you know. Uh, most of my articles are about goals and and whatever. Which is fine, but I just say that word a lot. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, okay, the other two focuses, and I typically prefer to stick to the rule of three, um, they'll stay pretty much the same. Art and the personal brand. So let's start with art. And this is the next heading. Before I get into this section, I want to say that as much as I've praised and upheld Western tradition and biological impl implication, its artistic traditions, I am severely underformed in the area of Western art. I'm not well read. I have a hard time connecting to classical music or poetry or any of that. And that's actually gotten better. Maybe I'll talk about that. Um, I want to remedy that, but it's going to be a process, and my education was such that I'm at a clear loss since I'm only starting to care about this kind of thing at 26 instead of during my quote-unquote formal education. Back then, all I wanted to do was to uh, play my PSP and DS and watch Star Wars. I discussed last week the advantages of being educated in storytelling with like Star Wars and other pop culture from the thousands. Um, but now I'd rather have a proper education in Western literature. All that to say, I'm working on it, but it's going to be a long journey. Now, I don't remember a whole... I was homeschooled growing up. I don't remember a lot of my education. Um, I don't remember much of it at all, but that's probably... That probably goes for the majority of people. Um, I don't, I don't think I was at a educational disadvantage, judging by public schools. I don't think I was at an educational disadvantage being homeschooled, but I'm also of the opinion that kids should not be learning by sitting down and doing sit-down work for hours a day, period, you know? I'd love to – I mean I'd have to educate myself first, but I'd love to come up with some sort of curriculum that doesn't include that because I see um, homesteaders and fam family farmers on like Instagram and stuff and they're training their they're letting their kids learn by being on the farm and having those experiences and then the kids will come in and actually read because they want to read and not because they're being forced to read, you know, paracletes or something. So, um the 
the the goal I think in teaching uh, kids um, what they need to know is getting them interested in it rather than forcing them to do it. And we've all been forced to do it for the last sixty years, you know, or whatever since Rockefeller started the the educational system we have now. So um, yeah, um, I now realize that this is good material. The Western the Western um, tradition is is a good heritage to have. It's it's something that I want to know, but I realize that now only because I'm not being forced to do it, I guess. Um, so yeah, uh, no, no bashing, uh, my mom's methods as homeschooler, um, any more than I bash the entire system of sit down work, you know? So yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm undereducated and you saw here, I'm reading the Martian by Andy Weir which is not a Western classic at all. I acknowledge that. It's as modern as modern can be. It's about a guy who gets trapped on Mars. And I'll, I think I do talk about it in here. So maybe, yeah, I, I, I do talk about it in here. Um, but I figured it was a good place to start. You know, I start with something familiar, then I work my way back. I have, um, what's over there? Around the World in 80 Days by Vern. And I might read that next. But this is this was just basically a primer. And it was also a novel I haven't read yet. And I chose it um, in part because my heart just wanted to read Harry Potter again, and I've read that, and it's not going to benefit me to just retread old ground. And I'm now more on the fence about the whole witchcraft thing than I used to be because of statements by several exorcists about Harry Potter. Um, so, you know, they obviously know more than I do, and if Harry Potter is leading even a few kids to demonic possession or demonic uh, oppression or whatever the other forms of uh demonic interference are then i want to be careful with it right um but again that being said i'm on the fence about it i haven't decided harry potter's evil and i'm not i'm not saying i'm not going to defend it to the ends of the earth all right it's just a kid's novel you know so i have all the books but it, i'm on hold with that um i do think it's good storytelling i'll say that i think it's good storytelling but is is the storytelling worth the copious amounts of witchcraft grooming you know what i mean which i would be impervious to if you want to think about it that way i mean not completely impervious but i've grown i'm mature and i have the intellectual and heart safeguards against witchcraft i think is a good way to say that plus um i'm entering the one true church so anyway that those are just some ramblings on harry potter that aren't in the newsletter all right back to the newsletter um i've talked about so the main header is art the, the first subheader is writing. Um, I'm still excited about Expedition, which is my short story project, and I still plan on working on the short story. No release dates yet, but I've not dropped it, meaning I haven't given up writing it. Um, I found that when I'm avoiding the short story writing, the most um, is when my story outline is unclear. So once again, I found that when I am a short, when I am avoiding the short-term story writing, the most excuse me, short story writing the most. So when I'm avoiding short story writing, the most is when um, my story outline is unclear or I don't quite know where to go next. Um, I've been in that rut for uh, a little over a week now, but I have the idea of how to resolve it and I'm waiting for some time to actually sit down and do it. Um, if you're interested in what I have so far, you can check out last week's second part article 
here and I did hyperlink and the hyperlink is blue so it works um, yeah go go to last week's um, in fact let me pull that up I'll tell you what it's called right now if you want to hear my what I have so far in short story go to my article writing about pardon me okay it's called writing about writing part two and my an excerpt of my short story is down there at the bottom um, I say excerpt but it's really all I have so far <laughs> Okay, um, even though writing is a sort of necessary function for my capacity to thrive, I don't always do it. That's something I want to get better at. Additionally, I recognize that my articles have not been the most organized lately. I went back and read my article titled Why Catholicism and was feeling a little self-conscious about the quality difference. My articles are longer now, but they're more sloppy. I want to get better about that, and I'm excited to move forward. So yeah, that's another reason I decided this week to just release one article instead of a two-parter, because I feel like my articles have gotten a little sloppy. Um, I bring up why Catholicism, and it's it's a really coherent, um, well-rounded um, article. It's not sloppy, so like, I'm like, um, well, maybe I should go back to basics for a minute. Um so yeah, for the next several weeks, I'm going to go back to a one-article-a-week format. I'm still weighing the pros and cons of each system. I said all this at the beginning of the video. One pro would be more single products of content. One pro of... what's that? Um, oh, sure. One pro of only doing a once-a-week article would be having more single well-rounded like products of content it would be more organized my my dashboard uh my homepage for you guys would be more organized instead of saying writing about writing part one writing about writing part two writing about writing the cl podcast next article part one next article part two next article the podcast you know instead i could just have the article and the podcast article podcast um and then i'd be more happy with the overall product because sorry because it would be a um complete you know complete picture i'm more of a fan of movies than tv shows because movies are a well-rounded idea they have a beginning middle and end and um, they're not like tv shows that can drag on forever and so yeah that's that's kind of the same idea um now one where where, where am i where am i one con would be disorganization and a lack of consolidation of analytics meaning Fewer views per article. Okay, I used big words in a stupid manner. What I mean is like, um, if I only release one article a week, I don't have as many people visiting my page on on, or I have I have I have the amount of people visiting my page once a week instead of twice a week to read the article. Does that make sense? I have one one x per week amount of views instead of two x per weeks per week amount of views. Now, I'm not sure if one of these matters more or less than another, meaning the pro of um, a more organized product versus the con of fewer events of um, visiting my page. So I'm not sure which one matters more or less. So I'm just experimenting with the format. So this week will be a single article. Okay, now here's where I talk about The Martian. Um, a book I've started reading in the in this area would be the novel The Martian by Andy Weir. Uh, hardly a Western classic. Not that it's bad, just that it's new. 
Uh, but it's a start. Nonetheless, so far, something that stuck out to me is that it almost feels like a sort of analogy for a man who wants to grow up and get his life together, yet has to encounter and overcome situation after situation that seems like a massive setback. I'm talking about the book. So it's like there seems to be sort of a, a sub-level analogy going on with the book. I, maybe the author, maybe the author didn't even intend it, but this is what I'm finding. And I, I point, I point it out here. Here's a few. Yeah. So, um, let me back up. Uh, so it seems like, um, he wants to get his life together yet has to encounter and overcome situation after situation that seems like a massive setback only to find out that the solution was there all along. Here are a few passages that led me to this conclusion. So, oh man. I'm such an unprofessional. I'm sorry. I need to turn my phone on silent. Um, okay, so the first excerpt um, is kind of um, – I'm not sure if I should provide a whole lot of context, but basically um, he's, he's stuck on this space base on Mars with near current technology. It's a little better. Um, you know how sci-fi does that. Uh, so the rest of the crew skedaddled, left Mars due to an emergency situation. They thought he was dead, but he wasn't, so he's still alive and he's trying to survive with the with all the resources that he has at his disposal on their station and um, on the planet itself. So uh, this first sentence says, for now, I'm well fed and have a purpose. Fix the damn radio. And pardon the French, it's it's a direct quote. <laughs> so anyway, um, so he's he's freaking out. He's trying to figure everything out. He wants to fix the radio so he can contact Earth. And then my note here uh, was when I realized my uh, perhaps this book could be a distilled allegory of life and purpose. My life is a mess and needs purpose plus goal. Kind of like his situation. Of course, mine is not life threatening. You know, I'm not stuck in space. But that's where the allegory comes in. Second excerpt. I spent 12 hours on EVAs to bring dirt into the hab. I only managed to cover a small corner of the base, maybe five square meters. At this rate, it'll take me weeks to get all the soil in. But hey, time is the one thing I've got. So he's trying to grow food um, on Mars. He has to use his human waste plus a, a small amount of earth dirt to inseminate the space the the mars dirt with bacteria to um to grow food um you know good bacteria so my note on this was life lesson take the time to focus on the important things he spent what did he say 12 hours just to bring dirt into the hab he, um he says it'll take him weeks to get all the soil in this is this is something this this could be akin to like me i've been trying so hard to do guitar every day or um read books every day but what i need to do is spend the time bringing the dirt into the habitat i need to figure out my morning routine i need to figure out sustainable um mental health exercises like when i wake up in the morning i'll read the bible and then um i'll say a rosary or something you know um so yeah, and I can talk a little more about where I am with daily routine in a little bit, um, but let me finish this allegory. The third and final excerpt I have listed here. Um, in other news, today is Thanksgiving. My family will be gathering in Chicago for the usual feast at my parents' house. My guess is it won't be much fun. And you can you can continue reading this on the newsletter. I'm actually not sure about the copyright issues. If it's okay if I read excerpts from the book, if YouTube will flag me for this, I don't know. So I'm not going to read the whole thing just out of an abundance of caution. And then I will do a simple Google search later to see if it's um, a good thing or a bad thing. 
or I mean, an okay or thing or a not okay thing. So yeah, my my note on that excerpt was a broken family, allegorically speaking. So basically, his parents are mourning for his loss, for their loss, because they think he's dead, even though he's not. And all this is in the first few chapters, so I don't think it counts as spoiler material either. Andy, um, please don't copy strike me. I'm actually praising the book. So, yeah. And thank you for the book. I've I, I've actually been looking for, like, good sci-fi lately. I'm I'm underformed on sci-fi, too. Um, so I am enjoying the book. Um, I have a couple of, you know, I guess a couple of gripes, a couple of praises. You know how it goes. So maybe I'll give a review after I finish. But, yeah, I'm still, I'm still in the first few chapters. All right. I, that was the writing heading. The next heading under art is music. Um, I'm still really excited to do some rock and roll. I'm really excited. I don't know how to move forward on this front, to be honest. I have a lot of junk equipment that isn't really going to help me out. Though I do have a couple of stellar guitars, and I have um, a friend of mine, Alan Taylor, to thank. He actually built me a guitar and then gave me another guitar he built. Pardon me. I actually had the, the guitar he built me, I gave to a friend who is a guitarist and who majored in guitar in uh, college and I asked him please appraise this let me know how it sounds let me know if it's a good guitar or not so great guitar and he said it was one of the best strats he's ever heard and he he wishes he could get his strats to sound that good so I'm like Alan is a superhero I love it so and just actually let me grab the guitar real quick it's fantastic you'll like it well I don't know who you are so maybe you won't but that's okay um okay here is the guitar I like it at the very least um strat you know regular um it looks like a regular strat but it's got some secrets on the back um let me hold that up to the camera it's got jesus as you can see and it's like a catholic icon or something i don't know um so it's got a picture of jesus as the uh panel holding on the the neck and then up here it doesn't have a logo a brand logo it says jesus praiseworthy the way the truth of life and then over here it says john three sixteen. so that's kind of a little corny but nonetheless it's a jesus guitar <laughs> and i really love it and it sounds incredible so yeah i need to take it to a guitar center somewhere and just get it set uh tuned up or whatever not like note wise but like they know how to how to adjust the the torque on the neck and there are a couple of buzzy spots you see um, and that means some of these, uh, fret, what are they called? The, the metal fret crossbeam things can be, um, offset or a little, um, out of, out of place at times. So I need to get it, you know, tuned, tuned up in that sense. Sorry about the whole, uh, uh, <laughs> I had to pull my pants up. Okay. Um, if you're on audio, don't worry. Nothing was showing. I just literally pulled my pants up, and I guess I have to apologize for that. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I This acoustic guitar back here I took to um, Guitar Center several months ago, and they did a great job tuning that up. So I have no worries. Um, I don't usually like Guitar Center. Oh, I clipped. I must have bumped the mic. Anyway, I don't usually like Guitar Center because they're kind of so mainstream that they're that they're the quality's not fantastic at times, but um, I you know they did a good job tuning up this guitar last time, so I'm not gonna worry about it. Okay, 
So anyway, I have junk equipment. Um, this amp, I have an amp over here and it barely works. I have to hit it sometimes because it's an old amp and the wiring is, you know, messed up at times. So I got to hit it to get it to, because the sound will go out and then I hit it and the sound comes back in. So yeah, um, I've got junk equipment and I'm several hundred bucks away from making recording or performing a reality. Meaning like there is a piece of equipment that a very good friend of mine, an old professor, not that he's old, but he is no longer my professor because I graduated. An old professor um, of mine um, recommended some equipment, but it's several hundred dollars and I don't have the money for that yet. So saving up for that. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm several hundred bucks away from making recording or performing a reality. And obviously I'm also going to need to buy a mic. Um, I had a pretty good condenser, but um, it had some technical issues, and then a buddy of mine broke it trying to fix it. <laughs> so it's it, you know it's not a big deal. I you know no big deal, but um, I have the I do have the ability to play in a limited manner as well as write music. So you know I can still play on this this amp. It just only has two settings, which are off and loud, and then and then the the third setting, which is a surprise. Um, because it just stops working and I have to hit it. Um, so I can play, and then I can obviously play the acoustic. I can play in a limited manner, and I can still write music. So I might pick up some of those activities again. Another interest of mine in this area stems from a video I watched recently that discusses the state of music and sacred art now. A great channel, great video, but it's got me to thinking, oh, I didn't even post the video. Um... I'll see if I can post it. Let me look down at the bottom if I posted it. No, I did not post it. Um, why don't I pull up the video? I'll talk about it, then I'll tell you the title. Um, another interest of mine... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did it! I hyperlinked it. I'm stupid. Um, I'm also colorblind, so the blue doesn't pop out to me very, very um, immediately. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll click on the hyperlink. Okay... Here it is. Gregorian Chant versus Praise and Worship by Brian Holdsworth. He's a fantastic... Okay, sorry. That was, uh, uh, you know, YouTube shorts or whatever. Yeah, he's a fantastic YouTuber. Um, love his stuff. All right, so I watched it recently. It's a great video. It got me to thinking, is commercial music worth pursuing at all? Meaning modern musical styles, which are all very, very similar to each other. All of them. Is metered music inherently less capable of reaching the spiritual and artistic height of non-metered music, such as classical or Gregorian chant? Now, I know classical obviously has meter, but one of the biggest... Um, yeah, so that was probably the wrong word to use here. One of the biggest, um, most important aspects of music, of commercial styles now, is the drums, you know, um, very, like, uh, carnal, like... Uh, drums you know how you know what drums are um pardon me drums actually um resonate more with our lower self than they do with our higher self um i've learned from some research and whatever so so yeah um drums aren't as enlightening at all times um anyway uh is metered music inherently less capable of reaching the spiritual and artistic height of non-metered music, metered. If this were, the, if that were the case, why do I feel so passionate about rock? These all seem like interesting thoughts to explore. How can I use rock for the kingdom of God that also elevates the artistic expression? So I don't want to be some Christian CCM artist. I don't like that stuff. Um, I don't think 
any of it would qualify as high art. Um, but I want to figure out how to make rock a higher form of art. And some people do it. Like Tool is very artistic in their artistic in their rock and roll expression and everything. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't. Okay, so um, I'm, I I also I can I art I can't really articulate where I would differ from like CCM. So if I want to do something, if I want to do sacred art but do it differently than commercial Christian com, commercial Christian music. I don't know how I would do it differently. So I have to figure that out. And I don't want to make music just to be different. Like I do love regular rock and roll, you know, and that's very metered. It's very drummy. Um, um, and if I do that and sing about God and if I'm passionate about what I'm writing in that area, then sure. Um, one, one band that I really do like and their sound is one that I enjoy emulating is Switchfoot. They're, I'm I'm not much fan of what they're putting out nowadays, but back when they were a little bit harder rock, um, th- like um, Nothing Is Sound was their 2006 album. Um, Hello Hurricane was a really good album. Um, and then their, their older albums, then that were pretty good. And then probably as late as Fading West is what I like about them. But their sound is very West, Co- West Coast rock, but... Um, the, the sounds they use, um, kind of lend themselves more to a sort of chordal complexity that other styles of rock don't tend toward at all times. So just picking all that apart is really fun. So yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So another question I have about rock is, can I actually write good rock songs that don't align with rock's satanic tradition? Um, so yeah, that's another big thing about rock. It's been very, um, satanic over the last hundred years i mean it's only existed for less than a hundred years but you know like um black sabbath ozzy osbourne metallica corn it's all very satanic and evil kind of stuff and they're they're fantastic like they they're fantastic songs on the groovy side but they're very satanic and not fantastic on the lyrical or symbolic side so I don't want to make satanic rock, but the sounds that satanic rock have used could be baptized um, for sacred art. And uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to use the exact riffs and the exact chords and make parodies. I'm not into parodies. Um, So, yeah, those are just some questions about rock. Um, One more thing to say on this front is that I decided, okay, yeah, yeah. So I had a song out since 2018 called Build a House. Uh, build me a house to live in if you haven't heard it um you don't have a chance now because i've taken it down it was my first single and i released it at the beginning of 2018 it was sort of a school assignment um but not really like it was the way in which i chose to complete a school course though a finished song to be released and everything wasn't required it was just i wanted to do that uh well it's been eating at me for years that i use there's one sample and it only comes in around the last minute, minute and a half of the song. And I did not pay for it. I just downloaded it and changed the pitch. Um, and like, I don't even remember if it was, I don't think it was free. I don't even know how I downloaded it. I, I didn't like bootleg it, but anyway, um, I just recall that it was not super above board. So, um, I, I went ahead and took the song down, and I would have removed it and re-uploaded it years ago, but um, my computer crashed, 
and I lost like all the stems. I lost the entire project for build a house. Um, like a couple years after I wrote build a house, which was super unfortunate. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that now. I, I have no way of knowing where the, um, the, the original sample is. If I could purchase it now and whatever, donate what I've earned from build a house to, you know, some, something to, to make a uh, restitution. But, um, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just taking it down for now. Um, I don't even know if like I need to worry about that. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be hyper moral. I just want to do the right thing and I don't know the culture or the tendencies or um the rules around the samples and I certainly didn't think it'd be a problem then, but I decided to take it down um for that reason. Maybe I'll re-record it at some at some point, who knows. Um that might be f- fun actually. Um so yeah, and I've ha- I have friends who have done the same thing with samples or whatever. I so I didn't really think it would be a problem as long as the sample was pitched, but um I just I haven't been able to forget that I did that. So um I don't want to do music that way going forward. I know it's pretty common pardon me. Or I get the sense that it's pretty common to repitch um and use samples or whatever. But if I want to honor God in my music, then I have to be honorable in making it. Not that I'm against samples in general, just think I should pay for them. <laughs> One more funny thing to note is that the song has been down for like a month now and nobody noticed or texted me and I felt a little sad about that at first, but you know, it's just it's just more of a, a little funny. Uh, I'm not like upset about that or anything. Although I liked the song Um, Okay, finally, drawing is on hold from any sort of public life. As soon as I tried to produce visual art for the short story project, drawing stopped being fun and I stopped doing it. I think that speaks for itself. I like drawing, but I've never been able to put any sort of pressure of, I guess, business or um, producing content on it and still expect to do it at all. So, um, drawing, I'm not going to be drawing in public life for the time being. Um, I just want to be able to love drawing, you know, and if some point I can, I can have the two together, then I will, but it's, that's not, that's not where I am now. Um, okay. Now, um, as far as resources go for this section, I'm not reading any music related materials right now. I'm thinking maybe I should pull out one of my theory books and work through it. Um, maybe I should study some poetry or music history. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I want, I really want to get back into poetry. Like my, my songwriting is always strongest when I'm writing poems and then I'm putting them to, and then I'm to, retooling them to go into a song. Uh, now pardon me for a second while I, um, nose my, or while I mess with my nose. So, um, yeah, I want to, uh. I think I need to focus on um, uh, getting better at poetry. And then if I wanted to do music content, um, possibly um, chord theory, I want to um, get better at chord theory or regain my knowledge in chord chord theory. So I've noticed that I make the best songs when I come up with a melody. And obviously I have to work the, 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 the lyrics and the melody in together. And then I will notate the melody and I prefer notation by hand because notation, I don't end up notating the whole song. I just end up notating a counterpart, uh, counterpoint. So I'll notate the melody and then I'll notate a counterpoint and then I'll just fill in the chords from there. So, um, 
I've noticed I make the song I make songs the best that way. And I actually got that method from my books are over there. But it's uh, I I took a composition class in college, and it was meant to be more for classical music. But since I don't really do much classical music, um, I I decided to use the counterpoint composition method for for my my regular songs or my commercial songs and um that it that system has served me real well so so yeah that's what i'm doing um all right so that's goal number two or um topic number two of this newsletter art i want so yeah i have a lot of angst about rock and roll i want to get back into music i want to get back into rock and roll i just don't know where to start so that's something i need to pray about i've i need i want to say some rosaries about it you know try to figure out if god has um any sort of intentional uh path for me to take for music or if i should just i should just kind of be unsettled and flounder around for a little while which could also be good um yeah i'd love to start like a catholic rock band and once i'm confirmed i might try to find some catholic musicians in the area to do music with um so yeah and then that brings up another like another Topic of another aspect of this is like, would it be called Chase Lovelace or would it be called a band name? You know, yada, yada, yada. So once I get to that bridge, I'll think about crossing it. Third and final. Oh, not final. But third heading for this is a personal brand. This is where everything I'm working on in both my personal life and my public life gets organized into a system that can earn me a living. My personal finances and budget, my goal of learning and selling Notion templates, my my art, and even my newsletter writing. Personal brand may not be the most effective way to title this area of my life, but it does fit. I want to discuss Notion and creating products and all of that. Additionally, I read last week in Rich Dad Poor Dad that the secret to being able to do what you love is to learn sales and marketing so that you can turn it into a sustainable lifestyle. That's what I'm missing. I'll be researching sales and marketing, and Dan Co would add psychology to that list so that I can maximize my efficacy in the single person business. I really want to learn the single person business. And I even bought some resources um, from the Notion creator Pascio. P-A-S-C-I-O, um, and I'm I'm kind of going through it, and I find that I'm going through it a little slower than – like I don't really love working on Notion um, in the business sense because um, – I don't know. Maybe I don't have my finances um, very organized. So I know very little about business. I created an LLC about a year ago and let it sit empty for that long because I was afraid to do something wrong. It's the same feeling that causes me to wait to the last minute to file taxes, which I haven't done yet. It isn't a fun activity and getting something wrong could lead to like real consequences. But that's uh, yeah, that's a little more where manhood comes in, yeah. Uh, if I want to be successful, then I have to learn all of these things, and I'm ready to do that. After all, taking the responsibility is part of being a man. Next subheader under personal brand is social media. This has honestly been rather annoying, a a, a rather an annoying aspect to personal brand and all of that. I have two main struggles with social media. First, I don't really know how to interact online. As a Christian, I like standing up for my beliefs and calling out woke nonsense and all of that. But I also want to do it in a loving and pro-Christ way. Don't misunderstand me. I don't think that, quote-unquote, being mean online is unchristian, especially when the opposition wants to chop kids up and glorify sodomy. But where's the balance between staying on topic for my brand and interacting at whatever 
crosses my feed. So this is more for Twitter specifically. And yeah, you know how Twitter is. People yell at each other and stuff all day. Um, this whole question for me came up, um, ever since the whole Matt Walsh video came out. Um, and I wonder if I hyperlinked it. Yeah, it's hyperlinked here. So he like lays into Dylan Mulvaney, um, because Dylan Mulvaney is, um, drawing kids and vulnerable people, vulnerable people into, you know, his sort of mental illness. Um, so I support Matt Walsh doing this, um, but I've noticed that I'm a nervous wreck and I wonder if I should have said this or that when I do emulate that style, when I go online and I'm like really brazen about, you know, my beliefs and whatever. And I know they're the right beliefs, you know, you shouldn't chop up kids, you shouldn't glorify mental illness, all of that stuff. But, um, and you, you know, I'll go even further. You shouldn't chop up your body if you're a, if you're an adult either. Um, but, um, yeah, I just, I, it makes me real nervous to be like that. So I'm trying to come up with the best approach for social media. Um, and there is actually a video I watched about that. I don't mention it here, but I'm going to try to remember it. So basically, um, oh yes, Matt Frad was discussing, um, oh, let me pull it up. I saved the video and I need to rewatch it. He was discussing, sorry, he was discussing, um, how Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery, nor do I condemn you. But then he says, go and sin no more. So some people just say, nor do I condemn you. Meaning some people just don't judge. And then another group of people don't say that at all and just say, stop sinning. You know, I think you have to have both. You have to have both. Now, I put it in one of my... Here it is. It's called Should We Love Sinners by Pints with Aquinas. And I didn't actually watch that video. That video is an excerpt taken from his full-length podcast with, with someone uh, I forget who, but, um, yeah, um, the whole idea is that we, should we, how should we, it's more like, how should we love sinners? Should we be all love and no, no, um, no condemning their sin or should we be all condemning their sin and no love or should we find some sort of rounded, rounded, um, approach? And so I think a good approach to my social media interactions could be like, um, trying to make every every time i bring up uh, or every time i have to interact and condemn an act online and of course no one has to be online at all but you know what i mean i should um have a that rounded kind of statement so like i you know i i'm sorry you've struggled with this you know this is such a such a horrible horrible thing and i i truly do believe that um um you know you can find wholeness and and health in Christ, right? Um, but you have to stop doing this kind of thing. You know, more of an approach like that instead of saying, um, this is, you know, instead of saying, uh, just that second part, get help, you know, um, more, I mean, I agree with like, this is a vile act. This is disgusting. You should not be doing it. It's degrading. But first of all, are they going to receive that? I don't think so. Of course, nobody ever changes their mind because of a Twitter interaction or a Facebook interaction. But needing having having to say that is only half the picture. You also have to say the other thing, like Christ loves you. You know, um, anyone can turn to Christ at any point in their lives. Um, 
uh, you know, up until death or whatever. Um, so you, you know, just, just, just that whole, just that whole round. And I keep doing this. That's a good picture. Just the whole, both sides of that coin are necessary. Um, so yeah, this is something I ought to pray through for sure. Um, being an ambassador for Christ. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the first struggle I've had with social media. The second struggle is creating micro content. It's super time consuming and doesn't seem to pay off that much. Um, I understand that that's kind of the wrong way of looking at it. Um, um, the, the, um, the, uh, let me pull up. So the thing I'm talking about is like Instagram reels. And fortunately the way the algorithm, the Instagram algorithm is running right now, Instagram reels can be real easy to make a short statement on a photo, even a photo or a very short, like, um, video, like seven seconds with a short, um, quote or something is really all I have to do. So, um, I actually, I'm pulling it up because I had, I have this one reel that's going crazy right now. Let me, let me look at it. And I'm not going to play the sound again. I don't know how the copyright works, but it's when the girl says, God really knows what he's doing. Don't stress out, you know? Um, and I, I posted that with a picture of, um, the cathedral basilica, um, in St. Louis and, um, it's been blowing up lately. Like now, like for weeks it had like 20 likes and then now it has almost 200. Um, and every time I open my phone, I've got a dozen more people who have liked the photo, liked the reel. And first of all, praise God, it really doesn't feel like an ego boost for me because, you know, well, I really didn't do anything. I took a picture and I threw up the sound. So it's not like a me thing. It's not like if I were playing guitar or singing a song on here and I got 200 likes, um, that would be more of a possible event for, um, an ego trip than this is. So it's, it's just, you know, remarkable. I got several people comment, um, with amens and prayer, prayer hand emojis, you know, this thing. So like, that's encouraged me in my micro content journey. It's like, okay, I can just make shorter videos. Um, and, um, you know, possibly, um, see, you know, do well just doing that kind of thing. So that's what I'm working on. A lot of them, a lot of them miss the mark. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out that formula, like the one I posted, um, the most recently, which was a couple of days ago, was a quote from the Dating Blueprint, um, which says, "If you want to love, focus on becoming the man that God is called you, calling you to be, uh, not on finding the woman you want Him to give you." So that just touched me. So I put it against a, a castle background. If you want to see it right there, um, and then that that goofy um, that goofy uh, what do you call it effect. So and but that's not gotten any likes except for my sister who who is super supportive and likes all my photos to help get them into the algorithm. And then I also have a second account, <laughs> which I do the same thing so that I can just get, get it into the algorithm. Um, and that, and other than them, no one's liked it. So like fine, trying to figure out why one works and another doesn't has been a learning curve, but, um, but yeah, it's just sitting down and actually creating micro content. I've, I'd rather do something else with my time. I'd rather read or actually write in my story or, or something like that, then sit down and create micro content because I don't have that much time during the week. But again, wrong way to look at it. I get that. Um, so, uh, that's something I'm learning. Um, 
All right. In the resources, and I didn't even label it resources. I should have gone back and done that. There are plenty of books I'm re- I, I'm in right now that would apply here. I just finished How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and I'm currently reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki for a start. I also received the book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Never heard of it, but when I bought Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, actually my mom got it for me as a gift. Because I requested it. Um, It was double – it was like packaged in with the compound effect by uh, Darren Hardy, which is down there. That's why I point down there. Um, So I'll give it a read for sure. Needless to say, I've got a good start in terms of personal brand. Where I want to take this area of study forward – is sorry just checking if I've clipped. I'm doing good. Where I want to take this section of study – Sorry, this area of study forward is, like I said, toward sales and marketing, but also toward learning about LLCs and all that complicated corporation and government stuff. Nasty, but necessary. That, that That's how I've ended that. Okay, so here's a, a recent highlight from Rich Dad, Poor Dad that stood out to me. Quote, the reason so many talented people are poor is because they focus on building a better hamburger and know, excuse me, and know too little Sorry, and know little to nothing about business systems. I'll try that one more time. The reason so many talented people are poor is because they focus on building a better hamburger and know little to nothing about business systems. So this was in reference to the McDonald's empire, and it isn't an empire because of its dollar, one dollar burgers. Um, so like if you know anything about McDonald's or if you saw that movie, sorry, with um, um, I need to stop apologizing for bumping the mic. Just assume I'm sorry. <laughs> if you saw that movie with Michael Keaton about about the start of McDonald's, obviously the guy stole McDonald's from the actual creators and it's pretty, um, pretty immoral, although it was I think it was completely legal, you know, technically speaking, which doesn't make it right. I'm not I'm not sticking up for it at all. Um, but basically he was advised by, um, an industry guy, a business guy, um, that you won't get rich off of a very small percentage of a franchisee's, um, sells sales on hamburgers that cost at the time, you know, less than a dollar. That's not how you get rich as an empire. So what McDonald's has done is buy the land under the building and and then um, outsourced, franchised, leased the land and the building to the franchisee. So the, um, the McDonald's is more of a landowner than a burger maker in a sense. Um, so that is an example of building a business system that makes the mediocre dollar hamburger valuable if that makes sense so yeah good stuff good stuff so goal or topic number three of the newsletter is uh personal brand all right next header uh this is right before the conclusion my foundation equals christ this has not changed and i'm i very well might be repeating myself by saying that all my efforts are founded on christianity and especially catholicism i believe it's the only true church and i want to further that beautiful message of christ uh the gospel the bottom line here with my platform is to submit to God's will for it, to contribute to a new culture and a new way of life in our modern era that furthers the Western tradition and the Catholic faith instead of contributing to the trash culture we have now. And I say trash culture, I'll give you an example, McDonald's food 
is trash. McDonald's partnering with Cardi B, who is um, an ex-prostitute and a criminal, also partnering with Offset, who I don't know much about, but I know he's a rapper. I think he's a rapper. Um, you know, two uh, trashy, trashy examples of culture um, make very vulgar music. A partnering with very quote-unquote vulgar food if that makes sense um, unhealthy food like that's trash culture we can do better than this we built the western you know empire uh the western um heritage excuse me um and now we're listening to cardi b <laughs> so yeah that's that's an example of trash culture um uh, the bottom line here is to submit to God's will for my platform to contribute to a new culture and a new way of life. Um, so, yeah, this trash culture it must seems to have been going on since the 60s, since the sexual revolution. And my theory is that uh, the CIA was formed in 47. So my theory is that our culture is a CIA psyop or designed by the government. Um, but that goes into um, conspiracy land, which um, doesn't mean – doesn't make it false at all. It just means it's more speculatory. Anyway, it's a hard thing even now to completely submit all of this to Christ. And I guess that's that's human nature though. So all of this means – my platform. It's hard to submit it all to Christ, but that's just human nature. Of course, spiritual formation is infinitely more important than the rest. The books I'm reading right now in this area, and I already mentioned them, uh, Confessions by St. Augustine and Philothea, or An Introduction to the Devout Life by my confirmation saint, Francis de Sales. I've decided to finish the latter before continuing the former, just because I'm trying to downsize the amount of books I read on a regular basis. And I mentioned that, and actually, what I said earlier is different from this. And I'm reading Dating Blueprint, and then Introduction, and then Confessions. Um... Here's a highlight, a recent highlight from uh, Introduction to the Devout Life. Quote, man does not see his sovereign, but he, if he is informed of his presence, he maintains an attitude of reverence. This is, unquote, this is in, in reference to recognizing the constant presence of God in our daily lives, from our internal life to the external surroundings. God is always there, and he should be revered as such. And that's such a hard thing to do, you know Especially when we're tempted to sin, um, you don't want to think of God being there at all. Um, okay, the last heading, conclusion. I want to actually stick with a goal, uh, a goal set or an organizational idea, uh, excuse me, an organizational agenda for this newsletter. When I started the newsletter, I wanted it to be A, excuse me, I wanted to A, figure out what I wanted to do, and B, track my pros progress in getting there. I, s I guess I'm still doing that, uh, but by the sound of this week's article, it seems to be shaping up to be more of a lifestyle magazine, which I, I guess um, some sort of organized format is a great option, and it certainly doesn't clash with the goal-tracking part of it. So if this is going to end up looking more like a, life a lifestyle magazine um, while I... While I track goals and everything, um, that's okay. Manhood, art, and personal brand. It might be an odd mixture, but that's where I'm at. The Catholic Foundation, which is an absolute necessity, seems to tie it all together, though, don't you think? Um, another interesting thing to mention is that I felt, I guess, super self-conscious about this newsletter. I have a real fear of coming across as fake, and all of my stumbling around in the dark week after week proposing a new direction or system or whatever... Um, 
sorry, something just happened on my computer, but I think we're good. Still recording. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. I have a real fear of coming across as fake and all of my stumbling around in the dark week after week proposing a new direction or system or whatever as a solution doesn't sit too well with me. I want to be truly authentic, but is this newsletter something I'm proud of yet? I don't think so. Um, and that's only in terms of like quality. I, I, I feel like I've got a long way to go in terms of quality. I have a lot of work to do to further organize and to find my niche for this newsletter, but I am so grateful to you all who read it week after week and who support me on this journey. I hope I can provide value, uh, to your lives by sharing mine in this small way. One final thing to note, I am in the middle of too many books. I want to give regular updates on reading, but I also want to try focusing on one book at a time rather than, what, five, one, two, three, four, five, and that's not even counting my daily Bible reading or the catechism or those little pamphlets. Um, so, and, I, and then I also have another book on my Kindle that I read when I'm waiting on food while, for delivery or something. Um, so, yeah, uh, the one... Uh, so that's going to be a work in progress, downsizing my reading books. The one I will want to focus on most in the near future is The Dating Blueprint. It's a small book anyway, but then if I f choose to focus next on Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I'm not reading any spiritual material, that may pro pose a problem. So perhaps the answer would be to have a maximum limit of two or three books at a time, including a novel. Anyway, something to experiment with. A good problem to have, for sure. So the kind of idea of that statement is like, yeah, I want to be reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I want to be reading books about business. I want to be reading all this kind of stuff, including novels. But I also want to be always um, forming my um, spiritual life. So that that requires me to have at least two books going at the, at the same time. You know what I mean? Um, and certainly more than two books if I factor in the Bible and possibly more than three books. You know, if I want to study in several subjects on a regular basis, it's kind of confusing. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't necessarily like <laughs> being in the middle of a ton of books, but I also don't mind it because I'll just set a timer for 15 minutes and read one book. And then when the timer goes off, all right, next book, 15 minutes, next book, 15 minutes. And I usually only do like two books a day at that, at that format. So, so yeah, that's something I'm figuring out and I will continue to work toward it. Um, okay. Let me think. Oh yeah. There was something I wanted to say about something I mentioned earlier coming across as fake. This is going to be a goofy anecdote. Um, so I, I, sometimes I have dreams and sometimes, and most of the time I find my dreams to be very symbolic. Like I had a dream, um, close to a year ago about, um, meeting a kid in a downtown urban inner city kind of situation. And he was super into parkour, but he was, he wanted me to get into parkour. And in the dream, I'm this kid as well. Um, timid and kind of myself, I'm a timid, fearful kind of person. And so he was doing parkour. He found us a, a good spot that he likes to go to apparently. And, um, he was doing parkour, but the, the ground was covered in like broken shards of glass or whatever. And I was like, dude, why are you doing parkour, broken shards of glass? He gives me this really dirty look and he's like, it's just broken glass. And then I noticed his legs and he's got cuts and scars all over him, but he's doing what he loves parkour. So that symbolism is like, huh, I need to stop worrying about the broken glass. I'm sorry. I'm stopped up. Give me one second. I'm going to snort. <coughs> Never mind. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that taught me a lesson, um, in the dream format of like, 
don't worry about the broken glass. And I even came up with a hook um, for a song called Broken Glass, which I'd love to get uh, written at some point. Um, so that just, uh, yeah, it just, it affect, it affected me deeply. So I bring all that up to say I had a dream a couple days ago in which um, I, let me try to find the, I made a journal entry about this on Notion. I'm actually going to try to find it. Um, I'll tell you what I remember off the top of my head. Pardon me. So what's today? There we go. Today, today is the 23rd. So, um, you know, it's gonna, I'd have to rifle through quite a few documents to find it. Anyway, I had this dream where I had the opportunity to share my newsletter with Gina Carano and she's a celebrity that I have so much respect for. Um, she's, you know, I feel like she was super, super wrongly dealt with, you know, when she was fired by Disney. Um, but she stood up for her beliefs and again, I, I just have so much respect for her. Um, so anyway, um, she, I, I got the opportunity to share my newsletter with her. And, um, so she reads it and then she leaves a comment on one of my social newsletter, uh, excuse me, on one of my newsletters. And the comment says something like, uh, pardon the language, but it says something like shit post or, um, something to that effect. And in my dream, I knew it to be a colloquialism for, um, being for being fake for putting up a front or something and i was like no you know <laughs> but it it highlighted a insecurity that i i already do have and that's about being fake putting forward a fake front and i've done that in the past and um first of all i think people can sense that and it leads to less um success overall but um more than that um it's just you know it's allowing my it's submitting my platform to egocentrism rather than to God. You know, God made me. So putting forward the, um, the, oh, what's the word? Putting forward the true, um, authentic version of myself, um, as much as I can on an online forum, you know, um, is, is more the right thing to do. And, it, you know, it might lead to more success. That's kind of secondary, but it's more true to myself and it helps me more. And I think I can help people more in being real than in not being real. And one of the reasons I feel like I've not been super or that I've kind of been fake is, is that every week for several months, I was like, this scheduling system didn't work, but here's a solution I'm presenting to that. This scheduling system didn't work, but here's a solution I present, I, um, I'm presenting for that. And it's like, here I am now. None of those worked. None of them were solutions, even though I called them solutions. Um, and I don't want them, I don't want to call something a solution or to pretend something is the answer when it's obviously not. So like, it's, it's just a little bit of insecurity I have. Um, and it's something I'm working through and, um, it's something that, it's it's one of the reasons I need to submit this project to Christ fully. So thank you, Gina Carano. Um, it, it yeah, it, it might be weird to say I, I she showed up in my dreams. It wasn't anything weird. It was just that uh, she's a celebrity that I value or, or that I um, respect. Um, and um, she read my newsletter and she she thought it was fake. So I was like, that's that's a good uh, lesson. Um, by my dreams. And I've got more dreams that just give a sort of deeper lesson. I definitely think it's a gift from God that I get those. They've, they've really helped. Um, so yeah. 
I definitely think dreams hold meaning. And if you don't, that's okay. I disagree. All right. Last sentence. Thank you so much. For, uh, excuse me. Thanks so much to all of you for reading this post. I'll add a subscribe button for ease and would love to hear from you all. Comment below or find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chaser Love Lacer, where I may or may not post. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope this was a good article this week. I'm, I'm happy with it, honestly. Um, <clears throat> I've got a lot of work to do to organize this project of mine, this, this, um, uh, newsletter and everything. So, um, while I'm, while I'm finding that route, um, you, you know, your support just means everything and it'll mean everything even after I find that route too. Um, so yeah, if, if, if you don't mind, um, a review, uh, a good five-star review on your podcast app, um, would mean everything, uh, a like, a comment, a sub, um, even a bell, um, on YouTube would mean a lot. Um, I'm also considering dual uploading this to, um, Rumble. I don't think Rumble is like there yet as a platform. The interface is terrible, you know, all that sort of thing, but, um, I might upload it to Rumble. Um, you know, if, if anyone has an opinion on that, please uh, get in touch with me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Chaser Love Lacer and on Instagram at Chaser Love Lacer. So, yeah. And I think my I think my YouTube channel is also Chaser Love Lacer. And my 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 if you want to read my newsletters, it's Chaser Lacer.substack.com. So thank you so much again for tuning in and I will see you all next week. Um, I'm really excited about what I'm going to talk about what, next week. I know what it's going to be. So. So yeah, uh, all right, I think that's it. Um, have a fantastic week, everyone.